0: Hello and welcome to The Final Whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And
1: I'm Kenzie Benali.
0: Well, it was a chaotic night at the city ground, but ultimately it's another loss for Southampton, beaten 4-3 by Nottingham Forest. And joining us to dissect the action, we have Dean Hammond and Joe prince Right, Joe, we'll come to you first. It was a game Southampton really had to win tonight. How do you feel after that?
2: Got it, to be honest, Steve. I think like every Saints fan out there, um, it kind of summed up the season really in one crazy 90 or 102 minute whatever it was period because another one goal defeat um another game where there was lots of promising moments but also a lot of moments where just individual errors cost them dear um and yeah it's difficult to see how Saints going to come back from that it felt like that was the final kind of blow in this season um and relegation is all but sealed so Yeah, pretty emotional, pretty sad um, with the result. But honestly, the performance, the display overall, was pretty proud as a Saints fan tonight. They went to Nottingham Forest and had a real go. Um, Not quite sure how they were 2-0 down early on. They dominated the early stages. Fought back uh, early in the second half as well. uh, Made a real go of it. And at 3-2 down, it looked like only one team was going to win it. Um, But again, it's just in this season of big margins uh big big moments and small margins going against saints um it just wasn't their night once again um so yeah deflated as you can probably tell disappointed uh but some really good individual performances from some of Saints' players out there and some of their young players as well tonight uh but just wasn't enough and as i said story of the season so far dramatic game and kind of just yeah feels like you've been punched in the gut of your saints fan tonight
0: yeah, Dean, a great game to watch if you're a neutral. But as Joe said, was it just those fine margins that cost Southampton again?
3: Yeah, it's this fine margins, small detail that we spoke about uh, many, many times this season. And, and like Joe says, just, just gutted. Um, you can't you can't fault the effort of the players. I don't think you can ever question that really. Um, but as a team, just lack that, that little bit of quality. Joe's... Made a brilliant point. We've got some fantastic players, some very, very talented players, but as a team, we just haven't been quite good enough. And tonight was another example of that. Started brilliantly on the front foot, excellent in possession, took the game to to Nottingham Forest. And then it's just those moments of game understanding, um, game management. The first goal comes from um, just one long ball, um, really, and that changes the game. And then Southampton lose a bit of composure, concede a seconds, um, then get themselves back into the game. Um, but it's just frustrating because there's some superb moments, there's some great moments to watch, there's some brilliant football, there's some interchanging, there's creating moments, but it's just in both boxes. You know, Shea Adam has a great opportunity, Stuart Armstrong has a good opportunity, Theo Walcott has a as a header. And you're away from home and you're creating four five six chances during the game and but you're still losing the game so defending wise just just switching off lacked a little bit of intensity when defending getting out to the ball a little bit quicker being aggressive with your opponent getting to the ball first and it's just just cost southampton tonight so a free two when the Anko scores i'm with joe i'm thinking okay southampton are going to get back into this because not in the forest would have felt the pressure then they would have felt the weight of expectation but to be fair to them they defended well and, and they reacted well and and scored a fantastic fourth goal i mean the touch from gives white is exceptional i mean that's world class so you, you can't really do anything about that but the disappointment is just conceding in the manner we do and how quickly we do before the game is there for us i'm thinking right this is going to happen we're going to win tonight and before you can even think or Second thing, the game's almost over because we're 2-0 down. And, and that's a disappointment. And, and that comes, again, with inexperience, young players. Um, and, yeah, as a team, not as individuals, but as a team, just not being good enough tonight and just not being good enough all season, I'm
0: afraid. Well, before we get into more detail on the game, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon.
4: Welcome to a very noisy city ground, everybody, as the players shake hands down on the pitch free kick by him and Forrest take the free kick quickly and now make the Nazi stretch as Johnson gets an early ball into a and Forrest take the lead against Southampton blocked away it comes out of the penalty area but Saints suddenly look nervous in their own box a Two-nil! and one year two Mangala did well Ori did well did build up to the goal and the Saints have won it back Ward Prowse has nicked it here comes Shea Adams. He's got a man to his left, a man to his right, the man to his left is Armstrong. He's in the box. He squares it to Alcaraz. Six yards out. 2-1 Saints, no flag. Saints, 64% possession. Horace player goes down in the box. Referees giving the penalty. 90 seconds to half-time, Gibbs White fires it down the middle. Now Will Prouse away on the left, whips it into the near post. free header it is, through two, and Saints are back into it early in the second half. Chiate falls over but gets it to Johnson, and Johnson's down the right, squares it into the box, back heels, brilliant, fantastic goal. Forest <laughs> have got their two-goal lead back. Deservingly goes in because it's good football. Now the ball in, there's no flag, and there's the fifth. Saints are talking to the referee. They want a VAR check, and we they finally get it. And there should be at least three players offside. There we go. And then a long ball for from Mate the Nars. The header across the six-yard box punched away by Navas. And then the oh, Lavia goes penalty down. That's and it's a, a penalty. penalty. It is under Ruben Sellers. This should be his second in 12 games, and he scores. And Saints have got a consolation, possibly. Ward-Prowse right-footed
1: from the left it's allowed to bounce it's cleared that's it yeah certainly a hugely disappointing night for us Saints fans and as Steve mentioned at the top of the show it was a hugely chaotic match wasn't it but Southampton certainly had large parts of possession in the opening stages of the game 66% of possession for Southampton when Forest scored their opening goal on 18 minutes Joe, what did you make of those opening exchanges and indeed that first goal
2: Really positive, Kenzie. I mean, so uh, in control. Saints were just dominating possession. The city ground was quiet early on. The home fans didn't really have anything to cheer about. And I was sat there thinking, this is perfect. They're dictating the tempo. They're growing into the game. Dean mentioned it there. Theo had a couple of you know chances. Crosses whipped into the box. And Shea was being a real nuisance. And Stuart Armstrong was finding him. And it was all looking really, really good. Uh, and then, obviously... The first goal arrived, and again, it just highlighted some of those defensive weaknesses we've seen throughout the season. It was a great ball over the top towards Brennan Johnson. Uh, got him behind Maitland-Niles, and then obviously just the the quality on the cross, and then when he just, just slotted it home uh, pretty emphatically from close range, and you could tell that was Forrest's game plan from, from the start. They were like, okay, Saints can have it, control tempo maybe, but we're just going to try and get in behind them as soon as we can. And it worked, you know, on the first couple of goals and worked throughout the game. So it's almost like they had a bit of a blueprint to play against Saints. Obviously, it worked for them, uh, but it was risky. And I thought, you know, Saints were brave. They were very brave early on. I'm looking at all the stats after the game. I mean, they, you know, nearly got double the expected goals of Nottingham Forest in this game, but we all know that actual goals is what wins your games. And uh, yeah, that first one was a real kind of hammer blow for Saints after playing so well to start with. And then we know obviously Forest quickly were 2-0 were up.
0: Yeah, the second goal came just three minutes later, Dean. And despite it being a great finish, it seemed like Saints just relinquished control in a matter of moments.
3: Yeah, just that understanding that I've spoken about, Steve, if, if you're one-nil down, um, not in the forest towels are up, they're they're pressing where previously they were sitting off and holding a shape. They had a bit more energy, a bit more urgency about them. And Alcaraz just tries to play a ball around the corner and really he needs to either get his body in a way and protect it or just try and clear it and get it away from a dangerous area because Nottingham Forest are squeezing at Southampton at that point. Um, Southampton have opportunities to clear the ball. Um, but that's the, there was just moments when the ball was bouncing around that the Southampton players weren't getting out with intensity to the ball to either make a block or either try and win the ball. They were kind of laboring a little bit, kind of jogging out. Bednarak was was pointing, but without telling anyone. So he wasn't communicating. He was just pointing. When there's noise, you can't really hear that, but you need someone shouting or someone dictating. Yeah, the ball's bouncing around and Nottingham Forest just wanted it in that moment a little bit more. Um, And it's a good finish. You're right. It's a really, really good finish, as is the first goal, a really, really good finish. You can't question that. But even on the first goal, the, the game management of what I mean is that is when I think it's Shade that gives a free kick away, and then Nottingham Forest player really quick pass into midfield, and Nottingham Forest player then gets on a half turn and it's a lovely diagonal ball. But game management is that is Shade gives the ball away, stand in front of the ball because we're out of shape. We we can't we we can't we can't become narrow. We can't get a defensive structure. Stand in front of the ball so they can't take a quick free kick. That's what I mean as experienced players would do. Because then the game, not in frost it gets slowed down. You recover into a shape. They can't break on you, which was their game plan. And I think for me as an ex-player, that's the frustrations. They're the things that I see. That's where the more experienced players need to be leading that on the pitch and shouting at players and dictating to get into position. And they're just the little bits we're missing. You know, Oya Romero would be a player that would do that. Shane Long up front would be a player that would do that. The bits that... We don't all notice, but they're so important when you want to win games or not lose games. And I think those were two examples of, of what happened in, in the two goals to for Nottingham Forest. And then the game just changes because Southampton reacted brilliantly from being 2-0 down. But then we're chasing from, like Joe said, from being in control, from creating chances to Nottingham Forest not really having any answers to what Southampton are asking them to losing control and chasing and it just comes a little bit rust and chaotic like that's the word you'd use Steve so just disappointing in those moments because they can be prevented at source really it's not the diagonal ball it's not the movement in the box it's probably 30 seconds before that just standing in front of the ball and then that goal never happens and the second goal is very very similar
1: well Saints got back into it at 2-1 Alcaraz on the score sheet again Joe a nice goal
2: Really nice goal. And, you know, obviously at that point, the city ground was bouncing, 2-0 up, flying. The home fans were a full voice. I think Nottingham Forest just kind of got a bit overconfident. I mean, Gibbs White got caught trying to turn. War Prowse snapped into the challenge, found Shea Adams. He surged forward. Stuart Armstrong's on his left. And then it's a brilliant assist from Stuart Armstrong to to pick out Alcaraz at the back stick with that lovely little drilled pass. And, you know, he could have put it in a lot of places, but put it right on the money. Uh, for Alcaraz, and then he he popped up as he has done quite a few times early on in the Saints career and slotted a home and made it 2-1 and thinking all right here we go because in the city ground from being you know delirious and, and absolutely jubilant scenes there all of a sudden it went quiet and all you could hear was the Saints fans in the away end and in all honesty after their dominance of the first half for most of it 2-1 was the least scoreline that Saints deserved for their display. So I was really happy to see Alcaraz get on the end of that. Uh, and yeah, Saints were back in the game and deservedly so. Because I think even the most ardent Nottingham Forest fan wouldn't have said that Saints didn't deserve to be right in this game up until the the last
0: whistle. Forests were awarded a penalty just before half time, which seemed to be a real blow, Dean. Looking at social media, fans seem to think it was a particularly soft penalty given. Any question marks for you?
3: I think to be honest, Steve, both penalties tonight were were quite soft. I think they're penalties because they're fouls, but they're soft, really, um, and and such an important moment in the game. You know, you, if you can get into halftime at two one, does that change a game? Does that make any difference? I believe so. I, it's it's a difficult one to criticise really for Nathan Niles because. He does the first bit well. He wins the ball back, and then he gets his body in the way. But he just takes a little bit too much time, thinking he has a little bit too much time. And Brendan Johnson reacts really, really quickly, and and just he knows what he's doing. He's just trying to get his foot to the ball because he knows that Nathan Lars is going to try and clear, and he can he can win a free kick. So I don't think you can criticize Nathan Lars too much because he's very much unaware. You could say that he needs to do it a little bit quicker or maybe get a second touch in so he's not having such a long strike through um, with his with his unnatural left foot. Um, but clever from from Brendan Johnson, who was a, a real threat to, tonight. You know, he looks like a real talent. He's quick, he's direct, he's a goal threat. Um, and he was a problem. Um, I thought the two wide players for Nottingham Forest were, were a problem for our fullbacks tonight and caused them lots of um, issues and challenges. Um, so no complaints, really. It's just the disappointment and the timing of the goal, really. But again, Southampton reacted brilliantly in that second half and were fantastic. For that first 20 minutes, they were great to watch. They really, really were. It was exciting to watch. It was what you want from the Southampton team. You just don't want it when they're 3-1 down. It would be nice when it, if it was 0-0 or 1-0 up.
1: Yeah, it was certainly an exciting start to the second half, wasn't it? And let's talk about that now, shall we, Joe? Because it certainly started with a bit of a, a bang. Lianco heading home, an absolutely bullet header. And for a while, it was one-way traffic, wasn't it?
2: It was, yeah. It was great to see Lianco scoring his first goal for Southampton. Obviously, a fan's favourite. And not quite sure how he managed to like cut his finger in the celebration or something crazy was going on there. But his, the way he celebrated, you could see how much it meant to him. And he is, again, a player, like most Saints players, he said, give their all. There is no question mark over the commitment uh, and the effort levels each and every game. Uh, But it was a great header. And, yeah, sat there 3-2. I was thinking there is no way they're at least not going to draw this game because they were all over Nottingham Forest. The home fans were quiet. Saints fans were going crazy in the away end. And War Prowse's deliveries in particular early in the second half were causing Forest all kind of problems because after lianko scored he nearly got on another one shay adams nearly got uh, a header there just afterwards as well so forest were all over the place and saints i mean just looking at some of the stats from today's game i mean they, they went away to forest and had 19 shots uh which is you know forest had nine in comparison i mean it just shows you the, the chances they were creating dean mentioned it before first half second up wh- wherever you look at it saints created so many chances today but they just couldn't put enough of them away when they're on top of the game, which sounds crazy when they've gone away from home and scored three. But yeah, really pleased for Lianko. And again, as a Saints fan, great spirit from the team. 3-1 down, uh, a dubious penalty just before halftime. They could have come out and and been sulking a little bit, but they came out flying out of the traps,
0: made it 3-2. I was like, all right, game on here in the second half. Yeah, well, they couldn't make that period of pressure count, could they? With Forrest then getting the fourth Dean, you called the assist world class, and it was a goal that put the game to bed, really, and ultimately could put Southampton's season to bed.
3: Unfortunately, unfortunately, you're right, Steve. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all about the awareness it gives White and the, and the, and the touch. Really, it's it's massively unselfish. As that ball comes across, you think that he could take that on with a with a half volley or a volley but He's aware that Cole Capeters is is sliding across and he's going to try and block it. And it's just it's incredible. Uh if you if you think of a, a Liverpool player doing it, a Man City player, it would be talked about for, for years. It's an unbelievable touch and and the awareness wow. and and to take the pace off the cross, just to set it there perfectly. And it's it's a very, very good finish. But Nottingham Forest just was so good on the counter-attack. You know, when Southampton were piling on the pressure and asking questions and getting in good positions and winning set pieces and, and getting crosses in the box. Not in the forest, we're always that threat on the counter, attack with, with the pace and the ability and the fitness, really. They look fit and strong, not in the forest, to go for, for that period of time to always trying to, to get an, another goal. Even at 3-2, they, they like I say, they looked to threat and were willing to to commit players forward. So not too many complaints about the goal really it comes from a good run a good cross um a brilliant touch and an, a, a superb third man run and, and a very very good finish so can't do anything about that the disappointment was that southampton were on top again we're in control we're asking questions just couldn't get that equalizer so brilliant game to watch fantastic for the neutral not great for us as southampton supporters because southampton again with a great performance come away with nothing and that's the disappointment and frustration but kept going to the end, almost got themselves back into it. So from that point of view, the effort and the determination and the commitment and the passion that Southampton showed, you can't question that of the players. You can't. You can question the quality. You can question the finishing at times. You can question the decision-making. But in terms of being professional and playing for the shirt, I think they did that truly brilliant tonight.
1: Well, let's hear from the manager now. Here's what Ruben Sellers had to say after the match.
4: Yeah, it's uh, very disappointed uh, today. I think we came here as we do, as we do, and just try to put a big performance and then know what we are, know how do, what, what do we need to do to win football matches. And we show it in the first part of the game, and uh, just two actions uh, very consecutive just uh, keep us away from the result. So with two 0 we still show the character and the way to do things uh we came back in the 2-1 and then that's penalty just uh, just before the halftime uh, that can take another uh, any other team out of the game we just show where we are we came back we scored the second goal we were almost ready to score the third one and we were close to that we again concede and then we again come back to the game and then we end up just having the situations uh, in front of the goal so the reflection is frustrating because i think uh, we make a good performance there but we give it away ourselves
1: now attention shifts to saturday as we welcome fulham to st mary's stadium joe how are you feeling ahead of that one
2: it's all about one word pride i think just just try and go out there show the same passion commitment that they did tonight um and see what happens um obviously we know it's a very difficult situation now looking at the table um you know 8 points from safety with 9 points left to play for um So we understand the situation, uh, have to win uh, to keep uh, alive in the Premier League. And um, I just hope Saints go out there and do that. And some of these individual performances, if they can uh, just put that together as a team for a full 90 minutes, because we saw it in 20-minute periods at the start of the first half, the start of the second half today. And that's pretty much been the story of the season. I just want to go out and see the Saints team express themselves, because that was the main takeaway for me today. When actually... It was all about just going out for the win, as we've seen against maybe Arsenal or Tottenham uh, in other games this season. These players can express themselves; they can cause other teams problems, they can score goals. So um, I just want to see that against Fulham this weekend. Want to be proud of the performance. Hopefully they win to uh, and other results go their way to to keep their sort of Premier League status for a, at least another week. That would be nice to take it down to the last couple of games of season and you never know in this crazy, crazy season we're seeing, but, um, I think we all know what's coming now. Uh, but the main thing, uh, that I want to see from the Saints team is a performance every fan can be proud of and, um, just have a go, just have a go. There literally is nothing to lose now. So just go out there for the win, try and put on a show for the, the fans at home. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a bit, you know, still a bit deflated and trying to get my feelings and emotions sorted out right now after watching that game tonight, as I know we all are. Uh, but I can say that there are a lot of talented young players in this team and uh, I still think the future is bright long-term for Southampton.
0: Indeed. Well, Dean, we've spoken for a few weeks about must-win games, but anything less than three points on Saturday would confirm relegation. How are you feeling ahead of this one?
3: Just like Joe just touched on there, I think um, if the players can replicate the energy, the effort um, and determination they showed tonight, especially with the ball, it was great to watch at times. And I think as a Southampton fan and most Southampton fans would agree with me, that's how we enjoy watching the team play, on the front foot, creating chances, exciting to watch, players in one-on-one situations, taking people on, getting crosses in the box, committing bodies forward, and I think the home fans deserve that. I think they deserve to see a performance like that. What the result will be, will be, who knows. But to see one, two, three, four goals at home would be fantastic. If it was a four-all draw, would be brilliant. Just just entertain the fans, see the season out, keep the season going, take it to another game, and like Joe says, see what happens. You never know. But playing for that pride and just continue that, that performance. Because I know there hasn't necessarily been the results under Ruben Sellers, that maybe we'd all wanted. But I think he's brought performances back. I think at times he's been able to get the fans off their seats again with, with exciting moments, not 90-minute performances, but exciting moments that we enjoy seeing, the combinations, the one-twos, players rotating, runs in behind, pace, exciting. I think that's what we all want to see from a Southampton team, and that's what we kind of expect and we, because we know the players can do that. So can they replicate that on Saturday? And can they get a win? That would be brilliant. Just a, a win at St Mary's um, for the players, for the fans, for all of us. That would be
1: brilliant. Dean, Joe, thank you. Brilliant to have you with us as always. Now, as we've mentioned, Southampton, welcome Fulham this Saturday. That's a 3pm kickoff. So we'll be live on Saints Live from one forty five. Do make sure you join us then. Bye for now.
2: See you soon.